1: Hi, this is Monica Reinagle. With fears of a global pandemic mounting, we noticed that a lot of listeners were pulling up my episode on how to stock an emergency food supply, so we thought we'd bring that out of the archives for you with a few updates specific to our current situation. A three-day supply of food and water is generally enough to get you through a short-term disruption, such as a severe weather event. But with something like the COVID-19 outbreak, there is the possibility for a longer period of isolation or inability to restock. And so the U.S. government is recommending that you keep a two-week supply of food on hand right now. In the event of an outbreak, the biggest thing is minimizing unnecessary contact with others, so not having to go to the grocery store when you're sick, or even when you're well, can keep the disease from spreading. The good news is that the current situation is much less likely to cause disruptions in water or power, so we don't have to worry about stocking drinking water or losing our ability to cook food or to keep it cold. And that means you can keep more fresh food on hand and not have to rely exclusively on dried and canned foods. If I weren't able to go to the grocery store for a couple of weeks, I'd really be missing fresh greens for salads. So I'm adding a few packets of sprouting seeds to my food stores. In just a couple of days, you can grow a whole jar full of fresh microgreens. And in the transcript for this week's show, I have a link to an article with some tips on getting started with sprouting. And now here's my previous episode with more tips on how to stock an emergency food supply. Stay well, everyone. Neve writes, In light of several recent natural disasters, hurricanes, earthquakes, and wildfires, disaster preparedness has been at the front of my mind. What types of food would you recommend to have on hand as part of your personal disaster preparedness plan? Well, Neve, you're not the only one thinking about this. After this recent rash of incidents, I got a lot of emails from listeners asking for advice on putting together an emergency food supply. Emergency supplies are intended to get you through in the event that you temporarily lose power or water or access to fresh food. Aiming for a perfect, balanced diet under those circumstances is probably unrealistic. but you don't want to be relying entirely on leftover Halloween candy either. Experts recommend having a three-day supply of non-perishable food and water for every person in your household. And don't forget to include in your tally others, such as elderly parents or neighbors or college-aged kids that might rely on you in an emergency. And you want to figure on about 2,000 calories per person per day for adults, and maybe about a thousand calories per day for kids. You also want to have at least one liter of clean drinking water per person per day. Now that may be less water than you're used to drinking, and for that reason, it's a good idea to avoid salty foods and other foods that may make you extra thirsty. The ideal foods for an emergency kit don't require any cooking. And that rules out things like pasta and dried beans, even though those are both nutritious and non-perishable. Canned foods would be okay, but if canned foods are in your kit, make sure to store a non-electric can opener with your emergency supplies. You don't want to be trying to bust into those baked beans with a screwdriver and a hammer dehydrated foods such as dried fruits and vegetables are a lot lighter and they're more portable than canned foods. And that might be an advantage in the event that you need to decamp. And now here's a list of good ideas for your emergency food kit. Canned fish such as tuna, salmon, or sardines would be a great source of protein. And tuna and salmon are also available in shelf-stable pouches. Beef or fish jerky would be another non-perishable protein source. You might want to add some dried or canned fruit, as well as some dehydrated or canned vegetables. And of course, you could use some canned beans. Make sure it's something that you're willing to eat cold. I'd also add some unsalted nuts and seeds. These are high-energy foods, and choose the unsalted so they don't make you too thirsty. You might also want to include some whole grain crackers and some protein or energy bars, and maybe also some cartons of milk or non-dairy alternatives in shelf-stable packaging. Now, fortunately, many of the foods in your emergency preparedness kit are also on my list of the most nutritious foods for the money, and that means you're not going to have to cash in your kid's tuition fund to stock your pantry. But I would resist the temptation to save money by buying things from open bulk containers. Manufacturer-sealed packages are going to be better protected from air, moisture, and contamination, and therefore less likely to spoil. Look, I hope it's going to be a long time, ideally never, before you need to use these foods. But keep in mind that even non-perishable foods get old eventually, so every couple of years, Rotate your emergency stock into your regular pantry and then replace it with new. Also remember to store your emergency food supplies in a cool, dry place and do whatever you can to prevent rodents and insects from raiding your stash. Here's a few additional tips for you in case of an emergency. If your power goes out, you're not going to be able to keep foods refrigerated or frozen for long but you will probably have a fair amount of food in the fridge and the freezer. So before breaking into your dried and canned goods, eat your refrigerated foods first, but only as long as you can maintain them at food-safe temperatures. Keep a non-electric thermometer in your refrigerator and your freezer so that you can monitor temperatures. Once your fridge or your freezer climbs above 40 degrees Fahrenheit, Well, at that point, the clock is ticking, especially on highly perishable items like milk and meat. If you do have the ability to heat foods, you want to cook and eat raw meats before they spoil and cook and eat your frozen meat and vegetables as they thaw. You can also help keep your refrigerator and your freezer cooler for longer by opening it as quickly and as infrequently as possible. It really helps to have a sort of mental picture of what's in the fridge and decide what you're going to remove before you open the door and try to get everything you need at once. I hope that none of you will ever be in a situation that requires it. But having a plan for emergencies is an excellent policy, and an emergency food supply is just one aspect of a disaster preparedness plan you'll find more resources on being ready for an emergency at www.ready.gov. Thanks to Neve and everyone else who sent in this excellent question. And thanks to you for listening. You'll find a transcript of today's episode along with the entire Nutrition Diva archives at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. And you'll find me at nutritionovereasy.com or on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page. I always love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. And remember to eat something good for me.
0: Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula for when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience.